if I if I tell you I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it, Nick. You understand? Uh, yes, yes, that seems to track with you. And what I want to you know, do right now, I'll tell you right now what I want to do. I want to record this here podcast, this trailer blazes, ever heard of it? Oh, you're venturing into Jerry Lewis territory. Hey, we're, hey, we're doing trailer blazes here. No, we're not, we're going to keep it subtle. We're not going to go into Jerry Lewis territory here, okay? We're, we're talking about this podcast, the trailer blazes. Look, I'm one of the hosts, Ben Moon. Maybe, maybe you've ever heard of me. I'm not famous or nothing, but... I, you know, I'm on the mic a little bit, uh, and we got Nick over here also on the mic a little bit. Uh, Nick is uh, he's well-versed in podcasts, I gotta tell you. Thank you, nice lady, with the podcasts and the voice and the leading in with the questions and the mentioning segues. Nobody knows who Jerry Lewis is these days. He's, he's old. You know, anybody that's listening to this, you, you gotta be at least a Gen Xer uh, to... Uh, understand what this is or at least like watch the simpsons or animaniacs <laughs> yeah so guys uh we do welcome you here uh you're always welcome in this place i don't care i don't care who you are unless you're unless you're a a, a zombie um android of like hitler or something no then no, then we don't want you here no canadian QAnon people either yeah, okay, so actually, let's be exclusive. This is an exclusive podcast, and so if you're a Canadian QAnon following that lady who thinks she's like... The Queen of Canada, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you probably don't need to listen to this. No. Uh, unless you want... Unless maybe you're on the road to recovery. If they're on the road to recovery, they can listen. There's the depth of madness that you have to venture into to believe some random woman... On the west coast of Canada is the Queen, sanctioned by the U.S. military, that there's no coming back from. And I feel confident in saying that. <laughs> also, if you're like Patriot Front, unless you're like giving up the khakis and like turning from your wicked ways, um, you don't need to be listening to this. Yeah, just, you know, if you're just like a good person who has a hobby, <laughs> then you're good. Yeah. A person who goes outside every once in a while, you know? Touch grass. And touch grass folks we have uh we have have we got a show for you we got something we got stuff we're very excited to talk about but but we're gonna start the show off how we always start the show off and that's with what we done had watched this past week what we done had watched this past week i've been continuing my series of watching the muppets during dinner uh i think we only have one episode left and which is also the case with Ted Lasso because there's only one episode left this season. And then I think there's only one or two episodes left of Barry, which are the three shows that I watched during the week, and I'm about to run out of all of them at once. Oh, no. Um, all right, so I, Ted Lasso, this season of Ted Lasso, I feel like it's very divisive. I, I haven't seen a single episode. What? What? Do you think it's divisive, or, or do you know why it's so divisive after you watched it? Um... I read some things where people were like, it's it's too, the episodes are too long and there's not enough humor. It's it's all feel-good stuff. Mm. But I disagree because that's the point of the show. The point of the show is the feel-good stuff. Because people kept, people kept saying that they're like, it's supposed to be a workplace comedy. It's like, no, it isn't. It's supposed to be the feel-good thing. It came out like in 2022 to make people feel good like that's what the point of it is and i also think the people who are 
complaining about it are the people who complain about things getting political when they cast black people in it. So I, I haven't put a lot of stock into that that assessment of it because it's been very good so far. I thought black people, how dare you? Yeah, that like whenever they, uh, the, you know, those are the people who say that something's getting political, and the reason is because there's a black guy in it or something. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't have any time for those opinions. No, we don't. Uh, Barry's still good though. Yeah, Barry's one of the best things ever. It's just so yeah. good always. Okay, I've got I've got to start watching that. It's like it can be super serious and super heavy, but then some like cartoonish nonsense will happen, and it's it's so seamless, like the transitions to the complete cartoon nonsense to the real world heaviness of the show. It's so good. I love it. Nice. I have uh, started back up on Halo, trying to get through it. Um, I don't know if I've reached that best episode yet. Um, the aliens just got away with one of the artifacts, uh, and they dropped that girl, the blonde-headed girl with the short hair. They dropped her off on Earth. Okay. And that was a pretty good battle scene, but I was like, I don't know if the whole episode was the best. Is that, wait, is that the best episode you were talking about? I don't remember. Okay. It all runs together for me now. That was yeah. a while ago. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm just going to try to get through it. I'm just, I just, I want to get through it. I know what the worst episode is. Which it's, one? It's the one where it's Fakim Woodbine and the girl, and the whole episode is about them, and it was just torturous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I wish somebody else would have written this show, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, watched keep still watching a hundred days to indie. It's really, it's real good. Um, I've been watching a lot of YouTube ASMR videos lately. Um, and I've really gotten into these haircutting videos from Korea and Japan. So there's this channel where this guy goes to all these different barber shops in Korea. And, um, it's just really relaxing to watch somebody get their haircut. I don't know why. I don't experience <laughs> ASMR as we have discussed many times. But I, yeah. I, I kind of get the appeal of a relaxing YouTube video because I like to watch uh, nomadic ambiance videos where people just walk oh, around yeah. cities in 4K. I love those. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, especially if it's in the rain. Yes. They're like walking uh, around the rain. Tokyo in the rain at night. Oh, dude, you're speaking my language, yeah, bro. That's what I like for relaxing yeah. YouTubes. Oh, that's great. Well, the, the, I will say these haircutting videos, they're like, they're like usually the only ones in the the barbershop. So it's really quiet. Um, so you just get like the, the hair, like the scissor cuttings out. And when they like touch the scissors to the, the, uh, the, like the, the comb, you know, like that sound, I don't know. There's something about the sounds I think the sounds kind of triggered the, the tingling feeling for me. So, well, I think, isn't that what ASMR is? I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. The tingles. The tingles. I don't know. Anyway. Sounds made uh, up to me. If anybody, if anybody cares, I can put the the like a link to the. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll put a link to the this channel that I'm into. Yeah, put it in there. It's really good. Yeah, I'll put it in there. Okay, so that's. I think that's all we done had watched this past week. Um, so let's talk about this uh, one piece of new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, so The Wheel of Time Season 2 finally has a release date. It's in September. And 
Jess and I had been starting to think that maybe they filmed season two, but just weren't giving it to people. Like they were just, they filmed it for themselves and they forgot that the audience exists because it's been so long since there was any news about it. Yeah. And like Wheel of Time is like her favorite book series. So we've been waiting for this one. That's great. Um, I still need to see season one. It's on my list. Maybe it's I'll, good. Maybe I'll start that. Yeah. It's better than, than Willow. I don't want to start something and have to quit like Willow. Yeah, well, Willow, I think... I don't think Disney even had that much confidence in it because I think they're pulling it for a while in May. Or it might Like already, you can't even watch it? Yeah, it might not be on there right now. Because <laughs> I, I think some of the writers were mad that they were like, we didn't even get six months. Not, it wasn't great. Oh, I, I don't know if we talked about this before. This is kind of news is that Marvel has said, hey, we've got big plans for Scarlet Scarab in the MCU. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting. I wanted to talk about that, too. So, yeah. So Marvel has been teasing that uh, uh, Mae Callumway's Scarlet Scarab from the Moon Knight series is coming back. And they said they had big plans for her, which is makes sense because not only are they going to bring back the character in the show, but They've gone back into... I think we did we talk about that? We might have talked about this last week. I feel like we talked about it. Because I remember talking about how they brought her into the comics. Oh, yeah. I, 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 sometimes I can't remember if we talk about it on the show or in our like DMs. That's the problem. That's the problem <laughs> That's the that problem. we face here. Yeah, the show runs into the DMs in our minds, in our mind palace. Yeah, so if if I already said that, sorry. But, yeah, so Scarlet Scarab's coming back. And and honestly, if you're if you're mad that we keep talking about Scarlet Scarab, you just need to go ahead and get on the hype train. You need to go ahead and get on board. Yeah, just I could watch like the GIF of her spreading her wings for the first time and like yeah. lifting her head up. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, the hair, yeah, the colors, yep, the aesthetic, yeah. Okay, well that's all the new news. And uh, oh, you know what this brings us to the question towns. The Quaustion's terms. That's right. It's back, baby. We got a question, and it's a it's a timely question, and, and we've kind of done this one before, but we put a little spin on it. Nick put a little spin on it. Yeah, so our old question, we asked about a toy line you'd make into a movie, and, you know, that's like, I said in Humanoids, Ben said Dino Riders. Those were serious, like, high-budget movies. This time, I want to know, what toy line would you like to see a tongue-in-cheek movie in the style of Barbie or the Lego movie. You know, not taking itself seriously. It can be meta where the toys are still the toys. And my answer for that is, of course, Mighty Max, the 90s uh, boy version of Polly Pocket. <laughs> With the little, it would be like a rattlesnake that opens up into a little playset for your Micro Machine Mighty Max. Could, could the plot of this movie be he is he owns a company that makes tiny houses, and secretly, he's also like some kind of superhero, and his base is a tiny house that's shaped like a like a cobra head or something, something like that. But it's like I want it to be like Max from the '90s is like an adult now, and he he's like thought all of that life was behind him, you know, or maybe he was imagining that didn't even happen. But then like Norman and Virgil show up or something like that, and he has to go and fight the skull master and stuff you know i i just like mighty max yeah this is one of those i think mighty max was one of those rare instances where they reverse engineered a girl's toy into a boy's toy rather than the other way around yep yeah yep that is they did that also with the was the girl version the boy version was dragonflies and i was like 
it was the thing where you it's like a little helicopter and you pull on the string yeah. and it launches it yeah sky dancers sky dancers. that's right yeah oh i didn't know there yeah. was a boy version yeah it was called dragonflies really okay i had some of them oh I had like some of every toy line from. Yeah, the I, I was gonna just say like you had a little bit of everything back then, back in the day. Had some good toys stuck with you. So I said Food Fighters. Love it. I loved Food Fighters. I loved those toys. Um, I remember getting them for Christmas, and I'd never even seen them on store shelves. My mom got me, for, and I was just like, I love this. So great. And then, um, and I also thought of Army Ants. You remember Army Ants, right? Yep, sure do. Yeah. So Army Ants. You know, either of those could be pretty tongue in cheek. I feel like. I think Food Fighters would be really, really good. I think that would make a really good movie. I, I think that uh, the writers could have a fun time with that, with food puns and stuff, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Will Arnett could be in it somewhere. Oh, uh, absolutely. That's a perfect fit there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, write into us and let us know what toy line you'd like to see a tongue-in-cheek movie uh, of in the style of Barbie or the Lego movie, and we will tell you how to write into us later in uh, the show. All right, you know what that that brings us to, Nick? What's that? The new new, new new, new 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 new. Are you gonna do the dog? The dog says it. New new. There, oh, there it is. Okay, trailers, folks. We have an Adele half dozen. Only six, you say? Yeah. Oh. Why? Why? Where's the other Some, six? Something must be coming later in the show. Oh, a certain portion of the show must be pretty big. Yeah, and and probably isn't even covering all of the news that is happening this weekend oh it definitely is not uh but we'll get through what we can won't we uh so anyway this first move uh, movie trailer that we have here is is mad heidi yeah so this one comes to us from my coworker scott via my other coworker paul and uh so this is a swiss exploitation movie which is hilarious yep it's it's a grindhouse movie but it's like about the Swiss character Heidi fighting what I think were Nazis or something or They're something like along Sw- those lines. Yeah, like a Swiss version of Nazis that are that have laws against mm. making cheese uh, <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's like Swiss fascists and Heidi yeah, is sw- yeah. fighting them. But the the plot is Swiss mountain girl Heidi is abducted by brutal government troops and must defend herself and fight a war against a cheese field machinery of hate. So this is ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's like a Robert Rodriguez type, you know, grindhouse movie. It's uh, it looks pretty funny, I think. Definitely, definitely very sarcastic. It had vibes of um, oh, what's the what's the movie with the charlie did the arcade machine from it um, oh yeah kung fury kung fury it kind of reminds me yeah. of kung fury a little bit yeah it very much that does. style yeah so yeah. this casper uh, van deen's in this yeah so let's <laughs> let's uh see what casper van deen has been up to since he was rico because <laughs> i jess and i were trying to think of oh anything after uh I mean, that was starship over tr- troopers that was over 20 years ago starship troopers yeah, so that was a Paul Verhoeven movie. So yeah, a lot of times actors will stick with certain directors, but I don't yeah. think Paul Verhoeven is the guy who has the same cast in a lot of stuff. Uh, oh, he was in Alita Battle Angel. Uh, really? Yeah, he was a muck. I'm trying to think. Do I have that movie on Blu-ray? I want to get that movie on 4K. I really like that movie. 
I do too. I need to check my movies. Okay, so Casper Van Dien's in a lot of things. Really? He's a working a working actor. Yeah, but a lot of it looks like real really stinkish, bad stuff. Like uh like BSE type stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh do you remember Mortal Kombat Legacy the web series with yeah. where Jerry, Jerry Ryan was in? So he was Johnny Cage in that. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Well, it looks like he's in this. So uh I'm glad you I mean I guess uh, I don't I don't know if you're what kind of person you are, but you're getting work. So as an actor, I guess that's uh, always good. Got to pay the bills. Yeah. It's important to separate him from the character of Johnny Rico. Uh, indeed it is. Uh but would you like to know more? Me? Yeah. Would you like uh, to know more? I understand the reference, but I don't oh. remember what comes next. <laughs> I, don't, I don't either. Okay, so then we have a trailer for Barbie, a new trailer for Barbie. So every single thing I see of this makes it look greater and greater and greater. Yep. So in this one, we get to see that something is happening where uh, the Margot Robbie Barbie seems to be breaking out of the idyllic uh, society of the Barbies who do the same kind of thing every day and live in blissful ignorance. But she is questioning this and... (laughs) <laughs> they're having a dance party and she's like you guys ever think about dying <laughs> and then they're just like uh and then like she falls off her roof and stuff like that it just looks so good and ryan gosling is so funny is this basically just uh disney's enchanted isn't that the same story it might be uh very similar to that but i think this looks better oh i think it looks better yeah absolutely yeah uh also will ferrell playing like a like the hasbro executive but he's he's going so hard into the role that's going to be great yeah that's that's pretty meta to me that there's like the toy company that makes barbie is like in this real world and she's coming into the real world Uh uh-huh and they want to put her back in (laughs) yeah in the toy world and then ken is just so ridiculous and then i don't know it just looks so good i don't know it's such a weird thing to be so great but it just it, is. It really it looks is. great. This this was truly a movie that really needed um, the right screenplay. Yeah, and Greta Gerwig. And Greta Gerwig. So, uh, should be great. And we're probably going to, I mean, we're going to see this in the theater, you know? Oh, for sure. I also sure. like that, that Rhea Perlman's voice pops up at the end. I was like, hey, it's Carla from Cheers. So, I don't know who she's playing in the movie, but she's somebody. She's in there. Yep. Uh, okay, next up we have a trailer for Hijack. All right, this stars Idris Elba. The plot is a hijacked plane makes its way to London over a seven-hour flight while authorities on the ground scramble for answers. I'm pretty sure Liam Neeson just made this movie and it was called Flight Plan. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I also feel like some this movie was made before um, Broken Arrow. Oh, that that was the movie where the... The nuke was on the train. Oh, the nuke! Wait, yeah, what was the one? Because the... Broken Arrow was uh, the one that had Holly Long in it <laughs> as a henchman, and uh, Rosie Perez. And oh, I'm thinking of Executive Decision. Ah, with Kurt Russell and St- I didn't know Steven Seagal was in that. Yeah, that was before he truly fell off. Executive Decision, 1996. And, of course, Air Force One. Yeah, oh, yeah, Air Force One. 
a long line of plane attack movies. So interesting. Air Force One came out in 1997, and that was a year after Executive Decision came out. I don't think I've seen Executive Decision. I remember it being good at the time. Well, you said Kurt Russell's in it, right? No. That's usually enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, I mean, this looks pretty good. Um, it's good, but Idris Elba, yeah, it's probably pretty good. Yeah, I I had a bad enough time on my flights to and from the UK that I would just be so annoyed if this happened to me. <laughs> yeah, this kind of, actually this kind of makes me want season three of Into the Night. Yeah, that, I didn't watch that, but I remember you saying it was good. It was good. Season two not as good, but it, the season two ended really well. I will say. Hmm. Uh, okay, so then next up we have. Something that I am so excited for. I cannot contain my excitement for this. I know you are too. It's my most awaited thing. I've, I haven't been excited for this piece, for a piece of entertainment. Um, I haven't been this excited since Dune, okay? And this is the big long trailer for Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 2. This is so good. Star Trek Strange New Worlds is great. It's, it's one of the best shows on right now. The color palette is is gorgeous Ugh. the uniforms the sets the, the sets the planets they go to the storylines the lighting the even, characters e- they even did a filler episode in in season one that was like the old star trek filler episodes with the the renaissance thing i loved Perfect. every second i loved, I loved every yeah. second of it um and so this trailer is a banger i mean it's like end-to-end excitement we get a Nurse Chapel kiss, which was like, let me just rewind that. I, I don't usually care about kissing scenes, but like Nurse Chapel, yeah, they're a different story. I saw her in real life, and man, <laughs> man, she 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 has that W Riz. I mean, that's you know, she's obviously she's pretty, but she's got yeah. the W Riz. That's what what really makes her pretty is that W Riz. Yeah, that's true. And also, uh, the greatest thing of all in the history of time is the crossover with the greatest Star Trek thing ever made, which is Star Trek Lower Decks. So we got Tawny Newsom, we got Jack Quaid oh. as Mariner and Boimler in this trailer. In the trailer. <laughs> featured in the trailer. Featured in the trailer, and Spock does the Spock hand thing to Boimler, and he like can't even talk. His hair's purple. <laughs> it's, it's just so great. Good. It's my favorite thing of all time. Oh, my gosh. It's, I, 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 I've never... You know, I guess you could consider Avengers kind of a crossover thing. Um, so, I, so I have not been this excited since Avengers, like seeing crossover stuff. But th- this crossover, I don't know whose idea this was. Whose idea was this? Because like we always talk about execs being out of touch, right? Uh-huh. Who was the writer? This was someone in this touch. Was th- this is the most in touch person. This is a, someone that's like, hey, I know what the people would love, would go insane for. And they were right. I I don't con- you know Nick. Let me tell you. Let me let me speak. Let me speak. We watch a lot of trailers. You and me. We've been doing yeah, this right. show. We've been doing this show a couple of years. Watch a lot of that's trailers. Right. I don't usually comment on the trailers we watch on YouTube, but you bet your bottom dollar that I made a comment on YouTube on this trailer because I just cannot contain <laughs> my. I just cannot contain it. So you you wanted so bad to be part of the conversation. I did. I basically here's the deal. I want Paramount plus uh, not Paramount. I just want Paramount to know we have to have more of this. 
We have to have these writers doing this. I don't care what you have to pay these people, these actors, the characters, everything. It's so perfect. The whole thing is so perfect. Bo- both both uh, Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds. This is yes. this is what we want, right? And so yes. you have to you you have to do things. You have to be active to let them know this is what we want other other than just watching it. And when I went through those, if you scroll through the comments, it's un, it's it, it is it is uncanny. It's unheard of on YouTube. It's a set, you know, YouTube comments are a cesspool. There was yeah. I could not find. I looked. I could not find a single negative comment. Based on my experience with the Trekkies at DragonCon last year, which was a new experience for me because I I was not a big Star Trek person until Lower Decks. Right. I mean, I did love Voyager classically. Right. But I didn't I wasn't deep into it until Lower Decks. And then when we did the Lower Decks cos- costumes last year, Missy and me, they were so nice. Uh, they were so nice. They would they would come out of the woodwork just to be nice and supportive to you. It was really really great. Let me ask you this: I don't, I didn't know the uniforms very well until I, was, I mean, I, I could recognize um, uh, Next Generation, right? Like I can I can recognize uh-huh. those uniforms. Uh, did, so I did, I didn't see any other lower decks. Obviously, I couldn't tell, and I wouldn't know. But I guess Trek yeah. is obviously. Were you guys yep. the only? Um, Lower decks folks there, or were there other people doing lower decks? Oh no, uh, they would they they found us the other <laughs> lower decks people. There was there's a guy who was Shax, and then uh, there was Doctor Taana. So there was a, two different Doctor Taanas. One was like just a girl with cat ears, and then uh, another girl had just like a cat mask on. Mm. So there's two different Taanas, and then there was uh, Shax. And then there's a couple of random just other lower decks people because you can tell because of the white stripe on the uniform. Oh yeah, they're the very. Dis- I mean, when you when you know the uniforms, like they're very distinctive. Yeah, and uh, uh, there was like a group of them that wandered into us, and so me and Missy kind of were in the in the group with them, and we all just started going lower decks, lower decks. That <laughs> was great. That's great. Oh, I can't wait to I can't wait to do this at DragonCon. Um, I think I might go get the foam to make Badgie this weekend because it's a long weekend. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, I just I really want to meet Tawny Newsom. Uh, I, yeah, I have you know as I've mentioned many times, I have I am loosely acquainted with Adel Refai from Hey Riddle Riddle. Uh, I sent him a box of Animorph books. Uh, we have DM'd back and forth many times. Um. I got a thank you note from him in the mail. And Adel is friends with Tawny Newsom. And she has been on Hello from the Magic Tavern a handful of times. And she did improv in Chicago. And she's like a drummer in in Chicago bands and stuff. And so I feel that that means that I'm only one degree away from, from Tawny Newsom. And that she basically is a friend of the show. <laughs> if, if, you, if you don't ask her. <laughs> she's a friend of the show yeah yeah and you don't have to be a friend of, you don't have to listen to the show to be a friend of the show that's right yeah you just be a friend of the show as long as nobody tells her and breaks the illusion the, don't she's break a the friend illusion. of the show don't you break this illusion also people kept telling me i look like huey from the boys at dragon con and that is jack quaid who is boimler and i was dressed as boimler and one somebody told me that who didn't know Jack Quaid did the voice of Boimler, and when I explained it to them, they were like, "That blows my mind a little." 
Uh, and people were saying in the comments too, they're like, "Oh, he really looks like his character." And I was like, "Yeah, he kind of mm-hmm. does." Yeah. I mean, I think I'll make my hair purple for for it. Yeah, because his is real subtle. You know, it's like it's like uh-huh. black hair with looks. And I mean, he's wearing a wig. I believe is what Tani was saying in her Instagram. Yeah. 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 But I'm gonna dye it. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I should. Okay, so enough gushing about this. I'm so excited though. Yeah, um, we have a uh, we have a trailer number two for No Hard Feelings, and this is I think once again a Red Band trailer. I, don't, I think the first it one is, was Red yes. Band. Yeah, uh, better trailer yes. than the first. I even liked the first, and I thought this one was way better. The plot of this is on the brink of losing her home. Maddie finds an intriguing job listing. Helicopter parents looking for someone to bring their introverted 19-year-old son out of his shell before college. She has one summer to make him a man or die trying. So Jennifer Lawrence started out in comedy, and now she's kind of maybe coming back to it. Because she is funny. She has good timing. Yeah, but Everything I, in this trailer seemed funny to me. There were some good gags and some good jokes in here, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Jennifer Lawrence is very pretty. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. But there is, uh, you know, the whole uh, Roadrunner tattoo gag. That joke was pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> so I think there's like, there's probably some some good zingers in here. Yeah, I want to watch this. Uh, I'll probably this is one that will be on HBO that I'll watch. Yeah, yeah. This is I won't go to the theater for it, but I still I, think it looks funny. I think we've talked about this before. I don't go see comedies in the theater. What's the point? Um, I go if like sometimes like. I saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall in the theater, and I still think that's the best comedy ever made. So, did you did you see with? Were there a lot of people in the theater with you? Yeah, it was a good amount. Okay. Sometimes a comedy is good if it's actually funny because everyone laughs at the same time. And Forgetting Sarah Marshall is hilarious, so that was like a good one to see with the crowd. Okay, yeah, if I was into it, I suppose, and it was real funny, yeah. it'd be be fun. So, uh, so yeah, so we'll wait for this one. Uh, and then last tra- trailer we have here is for Skull Island. This is an animated, I believe it's on Netflix, an animated show. Yeah, it's one of those kind of low frame rate Netflix yeah, animes. Yeah, uh, It's based on the Kong Skull Island MonsterVerse uh, universe. Yeah. It really just makes me want to watch Kong Skull Island again, which I loved the movie. I thought that was that was I think my favorite of the newer Godzilla monster movies is Kong Skull Island. Mm. Uh, Brie Larson tank top. Oh yeah, Brie Larson tank top. <laughs> yeah, we love Brie Larson in a tank top. Yeah, I I really like the concept of Skull Island. I think it's such a fun idea, and it's uh-huh. an old idea, right? Yep. Um, and it just I think it's really fun. I, I, this is maybe not exactly the kaiju content I want. Um. I, I love a monster verse. I, I love a kaiju verse, you know. But I don't know I don't know that I want it in this form, maybe. No, this is one where I want it like big screen. Yeah. Big action. Yeah. Stuff like that. Big big action, three AM. Big action. Three AM. So so, uh, so I'll probably miss this. Um but it it's got me thinking I need more I need more kaiju content, I need more giant robot content. Agreed. I think I might jump back into some more uh, Gundam stuff. I'm in the mood. Gundam it up. I might do it. Okay. Okay. All right, folks. Well, that does it for all the new, new trailers that we've got here. And that brings us to the Patron Selects. The Patron Selects. Yeah, Kevin sent us a trailer this week. 
and his Conquest of Space from 1955, the plot of which is an American-led team of international astronauts leave their space station on the first mission to Mars, but the captain's religious beliefs may get in the way. So this is a pretty cool uh, 50s movie. I was so impressed with this. What a find. Mm -hmm. Kevin finds the best stuff. He he does. Uh, This is a... I really like the the space speed indicator, <laughs> but it's like, did they just put space in front of everything? <laughs> <laughs> space speed, and yeah. it's like it's like this analog. It's like an analog like dial thing. <laughs> yeah, like a submarine would have. <laughs> but they did like it like squishes their faces back, you know, like from the G's. Yeah. Do you think they filmed them like in a uh, what you call it a centrifuge? That would be. Uh, I would think. So. How else would you do that? I don't. I don't know. I mean, they their faces were pulled were pulled taut. Yeah. So. Uh, the color palette in this is almost like Strange New Worlds, where it's so bright and so cool. You know. Yeah. They. I will say. I. I was so impressed with the special effects in this. I couldn't believe that this was from 1955. I mean, it's for the time. It's incredible special effects, and and the sets were incredible as well. Yep. It looks really cool. Uh, like stuff like this walked so that strange new worlds could run. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, absolutely, dude. This is. I feel like this was probably revolutionary, and 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 a lot of these techniques were either extended into time, or maybe even to this day, we even still maybe employ some of these things. But uh, there, there's a set that the entire set tilts. It's like a lunchroom, like or, or yep. a, whatever, and the whole set tilted. And these guys are like falling down the floor and there's food sliding everywhere. And you're just like, holy cow, this is like, they don't do this kind of stuff anymore. No. I mean, Star Trek, they used to just move the cameras and fall around. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they still do that in uh, in Strange New Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the bridge. It, man. I love this stuff. I love it. It really looks like a submarine. Like everything looks like like a submarine, but in space. Yeah. Which I mean is essentially it's a pressurized chamber. It, it kind of is. It is, yeah. yeah. It's basically. Yeah. It kind of the space station kind of looks like a bowling pin, with a ring around it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it looks really cool. It was fun to watch this. I really enjoy this. This is such a good um, patron selects. Like Kevin, just keep the keep the hits coming. This and Robot Jocks. Like I'm like I gotta watch this stuff. Yeah. It's really, it's really great. And uh, you can submit to us, uh, Patron Selects, if you find a cool trailer, uh, kind of an obscure thing or an old thing that you want us to look at and talk about, uh, send it to us. As long as you're a patron. As long as you're a patron. The other thing you can send us to is, uh, it, well, anything you send to us. If you're a patron, we'll pretty much do anything you want. I mean, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, but if you write us in any mail, of course, we'll read it. And that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah. So, uh, Jay sent me a questions times response while I was editing the last episode because he's like, oh, I forgot to say this. And then I was like, that's okay. I'll stick it in with robot voice. And then I immediately forgot because I have the tension span of a goldfish uh, because of cell phones. And, <laughs> and social uh, media. Said, yeah. This question was the the remake the any movie with the Muppets. So Jay said he would remake Pulp Fiction with Muppets just because there's so many characters that you have a wide swath of Muppets to choose from to fill those roles. That would be. I, I, I'm trying to think of who would be Samuel Jackson in that. Gonzo. Gonzo. I, I was just about to say it's Gonzo. <laughs> no, I think probably Fozzie. Oh, it could be funny. That would be so funny, man. I feel like Rolf could be uh, the what's his face's character. 
Yeah, I work Travolta? a long. Yeah, Travolta. I work a long time yeah. on my hair, and he hits it. He hits my hair, Travolta. <laughs> so well, I would watch it. Oh yeah, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd be so funny. Okay, well, if anybody wants to write in anything to us, anything at all, Nick, how would they do it? Well, they could email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com, or they could follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, which is the best way to get in contact with us because I am, like I just said, always on my cell phone. You can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers if you want to know when a new episode drops. Uh, the best possible way to support the show is to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash trailerblazers. Uh, I will be making a new uh, Rift Tracksy type short, which is uh, an on-blast episode soon. Uh, probably this long weekend I'll make one for May, because I still owe you all a May one. So I'll do that. I'll get on it. I'll do it. Um, and if you're a patron, you can see cool stuff like that. And, uh, if you want to be super helpful, you can rate and review us on Apple podcasts, which is a great way for the show to gain traction. Uh, and quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens if you do. Yeah, I'm excited to what's going to happen, but I'm, I need to ask you a question. Did that episode with y'all boys and Missy come out talking about that dragon movie? Did that ever come out for the patrons? Talk about that dragon, that dragon game movie, that movie film. About the drilling the drilling the D twenty dice. Ah yes, Dungeons and Dragons. That's the one. Did that show ever come out on there? It sure did. Uh, my, I need to be a patron. I need to be a patron so I can listen to that. Yeah, we got that, and we got a Guardians of the Galaxy episode. Oh man, I'll just pump in the mouth, Billy. Well, let me tell you this, Billy. I I got an idea, and I'm an ideas man. So what if, just like you're talking about that Mighty Max guy and that Polly Pocket feller girl, so what if you did like a, one of them Star Trek communicators that kind of flip open, but it's a house, but it's not a toy. It's a full-size house, and it actually folds up with like actuators and like hydraulics and stuff. Kind of like one of them beds that folds up into the wall so it's hidden away in one of them small New York studio apartments where you only got like 200 square feet to live. And that ain't living, Billy. Let me just tell you that. But what if you had the Star Trek communicator house? I'd, somebody might pay a million dollars for that. Maybe more. Would it cost more than a million to make? I don't know. I'm just the ideas guy. And I'm just... When you're brainstorming, there's no bad ideas. And I think I've said that before, but that is a tip. Thank you, Quick Mikey. I'm pretty sure you were describing Capsule Corp from Dragon Ball Z, but uh, <laughs> effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I'm a Swiss exploitation film. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I do hope that Boimler lives long and, and prospers. Happy Trailers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo game two quarter portion of the show. We've got a big old video game section. So much cool stuff to talk about. Perhaps too much. Perhaps we'll collapse upon the 
the powerful weight of this video game section. Uh, <laughs> so, it, because we don't have E3 this year, obviously it makes sense that a lot of this news is coming out right now because right now is about the time that E3 happens. E3 usually happens the first week of June or something, the first weekend in June. Yep. So, we're, obviously, we're getting a lot of uh, video game news, and Sony came out with this like uh, a PlayStation showcase. Yes. And I think maybe to start, let's just read through all these games. Uh, and maybe their publisher. Yep. Um, so we'll kind of just read through this, and then we'll get into the trailers. And if we want to stop on one of these games, we can. Yeah. Uh, so Jade Raymond, if you remember Jade Raymond, she like headed up the um, Assassin's Creed games early on. Haven Studios announced its first game. It's called Fair Game. So I didn't, we didn't get much gameplay. Still from the rich vibes, I think. Yeah. Where there's a Helldivers 2 from Arrowhead, uh, PlayStation 5 and Windows. Immortals of Avium, and that is an Electronic Arts and Ascendant Studios game. Ghost Runner 2, which is a 505 game. I like their stuff. And uh, One More Level, something called One More. I don't know. Well, I guess that must be the developer. Phantom Blade Zero from S Game. Uh, it looks like a Souls game, I bet. Yeah, that's what I thought from the thumbnail. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Sword of the Sea, and this is from the people who gave you Abzu, The Pathless, and Journey. Uh, looks pretty cool. The The Talos Principle 2. This is the first sequel that I heard about the first game. Yeah, I never, I didn't, I've never heard of any of that. Giant Squid is uh, the developer behind something called Neva, Neva, Neville. I never, I never heard of him. Never heard of it, but they made this that Grease game, uh, yeah. G R I S. Yeah. Um, then we have Foam Stars, Foam Stars, which is a Square Enix colorful shooter, like Splatoon. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Splatoon exploitation. Uh, we have the, the plucky the sp- <laughs> Splatoon exploitation. Yes. Uh, we have the Plucky Squire, which is a Devolver Digital. They make good games. Uh, so it's a really cute storybook game. There's something called Teardown. I'm interested in this. Um, it is about breaking stuff. So you have like construction equipment and like buildings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I like stuff like this. I, if it's physics based, it could be really fun. Kind of like a little sandbox type of it game. It looks satisfying like like the Power Wash Simulator. Yeah, the, I was. You know, that game kind of came to mind too. The little Power Wash. Yeah. So the graphics in this are, I think, kind of similar to Minecraft. Kind of Minecrafty type stuff, but uh-huh. like. You have like cars driving through buildings and just the buildings breaking apart. It looks like some really pretty good physics-based uh, breaking. What do you call it? Breaking physics? I don't know. Do you remember the the Hulk video game from the early two thousands? It was like cell shaded. That was a really fun breaking things game because you could like rip anything apart yeah. and throw chunks of it. Okay, that that does sort of ring some vague bells. It was a good vague game. bells. Yeah. Now you know. Now that I'm rewatching this trailer, it, this is very uh, Minecrafty. Yeah, very Minecraft. But the water in this looks really good. <laughs> uh, great water sim. <laughs> good, good water graphics. Oh, uh, Metal Gear Solid Three remake. Metal Gear Solid Delta. We'll have more to say on this. Snake Eater. We'll talk about that later. Towers of Agashpa. 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 I don't know. It kind of looks like a. Zelda type of game. Final Fantasy 16. Is this an MMO? If it is, I'm not interested. I don't think... I think there's a single player... 
I am into Final Fantasy right now. I am like, I'll be looking at this, dude. I'm into Final... I need to, I need to like... I want to play... I don't have the time, but I, I want to go back and play all the Final Fantasy games I never played. Yeah, you you don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Uh, Alan Wake 2 from Remedy Entertainment. Ooh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. You play as Basim from uh, Valhalla. Revenant Hill, which is a... The Glory... Let's see, worker-owned cooperative, the Glorious Society. So that's I've never heard of them. Dragon Dog, Dragons Dogma Two from Capcom coming out. Resident Evil Four VR mode. No, no thanks. thank Probably you. Terif- terrifying. I don't want to do that. Oh, we're going to talk about this later. But Marathon, yep. uh, which is Bungie's new game, and if you remember, that was their first game they ever made was Marathon yep. back in the nineties. Uh, something called Concord. It's like a colorful, spacey type fly game. I don't know. And then I think that's it. Oh, Spider-Man 2, which yeah. we'll talk about in a minute. Yep. But uh, So that was just a big, long list of stuff from this PlayStation Showcase. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. And stuff we'll, we'll... I mean, we'll definitely play Spider-Man 2, but we'll play some of this stuff. They're also uh, making a new console that's like a handheld thing. It looks like a Switch, but it's a PlayStation thing. I saw it separately. I missed this. I was just thinking Project Q. Yeah. Remote play-based handheld device. So is it running... I think it streams... Oh, it streams from the actual PlayStation. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Interesting. They haven't had good luck with handhelds in the past. They really haven't. And I owned a Vita for a hot minute. So... So let's maybe jump into these trailers because a lot of these, well, all these trailers kind of came from this. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Marathon. For This is an announcement trailer for Marathon. Okay, so obviously this is a remake of the 1994 Marathon, which is Bungie's first game. So they're, they're, they're going back to the well for Marathon. Created a new one. This trailer is, even if you don't care about the game, this trailer is awesome. It's The oh. music is awesome. Yes. The visuals are pretty. The style is cool. The whole aesthetic was just banging, dude. Yeah, like it has elements yeah. of the original game with the bright colors and the neon and stuff. It just yeah, looked, and it's like cyberpunky. It just looks good. Yeah, you know what it kind of reminds me of, Nick. Um, it to me, it's kind of like um, cyberpunk meets Mirror's Edge. Yes, yeah, definitely. I see the Mirror's Edge in there. Oh, for sure, definitely. Yeah. This this trailer is so cool, dude. I, I'm actually pretty excited about this. Just cause, and I, I bet Missy's excited. Missy loves a bungee game. She does. I really think she's gonna play that one from the Journey people because she loves Journey. Well, I like Journey too. And I liked Abzu. Yeah, I think she does too. I I may have liked Abzu more than Journey. You think she did like Zabzu? Yeah, you? yeah, she played them both. That's the Missy games. Okay, Missy games. So I will definitely, I may be just buying this on launch day. I trust Bungie. I love Bungie. I just got a, a Facebook memory uh, today that, or was it yesterday, that I was at Bungie uh, six years ago, was it? It was, yeah, six six years ago, 2016, seven years ago. What were you doing? I went to Bungie. My friend works oh. there. Oh, Okay. My friend Taylor works at Bungie, and she gave us a tour, and me and Jess and Steph went, uh, and we got to go around, and we had to sign NDAs. Ah, nice. So you can't even talk about it on the show. Can't talk about nothing you saw. No, I can talk about it now, because the only things that we saw that were secret was Destiny stuff that's come out. Nice. Yeah. Lo- lo- be loving some Destiny. Uh, so let's move. On. Let's move. Actually, move to this next one here: the Sword of the Sea. 
Sword, this is the Sword game. of the Sea. Like Song of the South. Uh, yeah, so this is the Missy game. It's like Journey, but on a skateboard, kind of. Hoverboard. Hoverboard, yeah. It's like a it's like a sword hoverboard. It kind of like it's real skinny. Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, this looks like one of those relaxing games. Yeah, just kind of surfing through the desert. Yeah, it could be. Uh, looks pretty fun. It's sixty frames a second, and it it's like it, it feels kind of fast. Like it, it, I wish it was a little bit more flowy. Yeah, that is. I didn't articulate that when I was watching it, but I felt that. Yeah, like it. It feels like he should be a little more floaty. Yeah, but that's just me. He's very fast. I don't know. See. So, People live and live and die by sixty frames a second. I don't. I've played plenty of games at thirty frames a second. I think it's just fine. Yeah, it's all good. But whatever. Sword of the Sea could be relaxing, messy game. We'll see. Okay, a game that both of us will play, and that is Spider Man Two. Okay, yeah, this looks great. So I really can't wait to to drive around this symbiote suit that Peter has. Yeah. Oh yeah. It looks cool, but he's doing all this Venom power stuff. And that looks great. And then Craven's in it, and he looks great. Like I really like the Earth Ten Thirty Eight designs for the characters. Um, I, I know explain it, to us what Earth Ten Thirty Eight is. Oh, uh, the Marvel has different Earths for different universes, like multiverse stuff. So the Spider-Man video game is Earth Ten Thirty Eight, um, because this stuff is like canon in the comics. Like in the Spider-Verse comics, Spider-Geddon, Spider-Verse, the Earth-1038 Spider-Man has to help with some of the problems. And that actually happens during the Miles Morales game because he keeps telling Miles he's on vacation. But you see the other side of those phone calls in the comics for Spider-Geddon. And he's like with Superior Spider-Man at that time. And like Japanese Spider-Man and those guys. (laughs) Ha! That's fantastic. Yeah, so uh, the lizard is also in this. So it looks like a bunch of stuff is happening at once. Like Craven's in town trying to hunt people. Uh, Peter has the the Venom suit. It's making him all aggro as it does. Uh, And the lizard is kind of on the rampage, but Peter's trying to protect him because it's Dr. Connors and just looks great. I think the setup for this is so good because Craven is coming for heroes and villains alike uh-huh. in New York City. He just wants to hunt like, them. Ev- yeah, he wants to hunt them. And so that's just a fun setup because it's like some uh, friends become enemies, enemies become friends. <laughs> yeah. You know? I hope they let you play as Black Cat. That's what I want. Black Cat's my favorite Marvel character. And I really like the 1038 Black Cat design. Not as much as Jed Mackey's. Jed Mackey's Black Cat is the pinnacle Black Cat of all time. That whole series is perfect. It's one of the best Marvel comics ever made. I don't know that I have a, a favorite Marvel here. You said Black Cat's your Black favorite. Black Cat's my favorite I... character. I don't know that I have one. It's real hard to pick. My other favorites are probably Ms. Marvel and like The Thing. Yeah, I'm so one-dimensional. I All that comes to mind is Captain America and Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill is <laughs> up in my tops, too. They're like the same character, though. Yeah. Just like... Bunch of Boy Scouts. Yeah. Very good. I just like incorruptible characters. Yep. That's them. Yeah. So this, uh, first of all, this trailer is like 10 minutes long and I forgot that I was watching a trailer. I was so sucked into this because uh-huh. you see gameplay and story stuff. Yep. And, uh, and I was like, and Nick's like sitting here waiting on me no, to, I, to record. I, I knew I watched it again. So we were in the same <laughs> okay. page. This, it, this is so good. Like, and, and I will say this. 
that Spider-Man game that sucker this is sucker punch right yeah no insomniac that, that first i'm sorry insomniac that first spider-man game it, it might be the most polished video game i've ever played yeah and they're claiming that this one's even better because they didn't have to do it for ps4 and ps5 i cannot wait for that these are this studio just makes the most unbelievable game so in this in the the combat was so good in that first one this looks so good. The combat looks so good in this and varied. It looks great. Uh, I really also can't wait for their Wolverine game they're making because they're working on that oh, Wolverine yeah. game right now. Oh, yeah. Oof. That's going to be great, dude. I, I hope there's a moment in that game where like Colossus throws you at a, at a Sentinel. Oh, yeah, the old fastball special. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, so good. Um, so we'll definitely be playing Spider-Man 2. Okay, now this next one here, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. Yep. Um, I have played Metal Gear Solid 3. You have not. I haven't. Uh, it's Kevin's favorite game, friend of the show. Uh, so I have. Pro- I, I tried to play the HD remake, but it was still too old even when I tried to do that. Oh, interesting. And I can't play old games uh, unless they're real old. So I, I just couldn't do it. I was like, it's too old, man. I can't do it. I'm sorry. And, but I promised him if they remade it, I would play it. So I have to play this one. But I want to play it because it looks cool. It does look cool. Um, and they they played the song, the Snake Eater song, and it is so nostalgic for me. Oh, I mean, yeah. This is my first costume that I ever made. Well, not that's not true. Not that I ever made. This is my first like cosplay like that I've ever done. Because I I did a Wolverine costume back in high school that was pretty decent. But this this was a this is a the first real cosplay I ever did was the Pain from Metal Gear Solid Three, and the the music's nostalgic for me. Snake's headband is so angry in this. His yeah. his headband is like furrowed. It looks like, like a Ninja like, Turtle headband. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder kind of what they're gonna do with this. Um, I mean, I could go back and play Snake Eater again, just the regular version. But I wonder what they're gonna do with this. I'll find out. I gotta play this one. Gotta play it. Yep. Uh, and uh, we didn't get any in-game stuff. This is just a cinematic trailer. Yeah. By the way, okay. Then we had this uh, this Dragon's Dogma two trailer, which the graphics are I thought were okay. Yeah, I really like some of the creature designs, like the Sphinx. Yeah. The Sphinx was really cool and kind of creepy yeah. looking, and the Medusa thing. Uh, and there was like some big monsters at the beginning. I thought were fun. I, I, this is this. Just said this was like it came out around the time the first Dark Souls came out, and it was a game kind of like that. But I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it. I, I I don't think it was quite as hard as a Souls game, but it was maybe challenging yeah. if I remember correctly. So I never played the first one, but uh, I don't I don't think I'm going to play this. I I definitely won't. You know, obviously we have very limited time with with uh, with video games. I'd rather play a Final Fantasy than this. Yeah, I'll, I'll play Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. I wish I wish I had more time. I wish I was retired and I could play video games. Yeah, I wish I could go back in time and just buy eighty million bitcoins when they were like thirteen cents, and then just have all that money. You saying that reminds me of this uh, Ask Reddit post I saw the other day that was like, "You go back to when you were thirteen years old and you can tell yourself three words." Um, and, and a lot of people are like, buy, buy many Bitcoin or something like that. You know, <laughs> I, t- I, I actually wrote a, a response to this. I said, don't do deadlifts. <laughs> yeah, good. That makes sense. 
you know, to having having a, a an uncompromised back would be really awesome. But uh, so yeah, so we'll miss this. Um, last trailer we have here is Warhammer Forty Thousand Speed Freaks. Yeah, so this is like Mario Kart, but Warhammer. But it's like Mario Kart and Interstate seventy six or Vigilante eight, if you or uh, or Twisted Metal. It's like a car combat game. Yeah, but w- maybe with some racing as well. Yep. And it's it, it is based on the orcs from the Warhammer series. It looks fun. It looks like a fun party game. It does look like a fun party game. I'll I, I will uh, agree to that. However, the whole time I kept thinking, man, this might have been better if it was Mad Max themed. It did have kind of Mad Max vibes. But there, are, there yeah. is a really good Mad Max Warner Brothers game. However, it is not multiplayer. Right, I remember that. Yeah, I think I played it for like an hour or two, and then I think something else came out and took my attention away. I I got all the way to the last mission, and I never beat it because I assumed it would be depressing, and I was fine to leave where I was because Mad Max is always depressing, you know. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm happy with the story up to this point. I'm done. <laughs> He's done. He's done, folks, and guess what? This sh- this show, this episode, also done. is also done. We're done here. Yeah. These Pleistocene pals have got to peace out. That's right. Uh, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick, and I ran a marathon to watch that Spider-Man 2 trailer, and also, like, a snake eater was there. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Ah, oh, top tier. Top tier. <laughs> Happy Trails. I give my The point of Armageddon is the feel-good stuff. Because people kept saying that they're like, it's supposed to be a workplace comedy. It's like, no, it isn't. It's supposed to be the feel-good thing.